man. Hello, buddies. Welcome to episode 29 of Headlines and Coffee, the podcast. Um, and speaking of the title of our show, we have been thinking about renaming it. Me and Bill had a discussion renaming it would open the door for us to do more with the show and would pre- prevent us from speaking solely on politics. Um, I know many of you guys are following me for the politics, but if you uh, have been following my backup account, you know, I've been kind of on a different journey and I would love to share that with everyone. And there are so many other topics I would love to speak on. That doesn't mean we won't ever talk about politics because politics is still very important to me. Uh, and it's, wow, I lost my train of thought, but it's, you know, it's very important to me, but I also like to have more fun and spread more joy. So um, if you guys have any ideas on what we should name the show, you know, you guys can email us at headlinesandcoffee at gmail.com. And you can also email us for any ideas or topics that you would love to hear about. Um, so we're going to get right into it because uh, we, we're not going to do a top 10. We got a couple guests today. I'm going to go ahead and knock out some American history. So today in American history in 1638, a permanent European colony is established in present day Delaware. In 1847, U.S. troops under General Winfield Scott take possession of Mexican stronghold at Veracruz. In 1867, the U.S. purchases Alaska from Russia for $7.2 million. In 1886, Coca-Cola goes on sale for the first time at a drugstore in Atlanta. Its inventor, Dr. John Pemberton, claims it can cure anything from hysteria to the common cold. And speaking of, if you guys have never seen Drunk History, watch Drunk History, because I remember the episode they did on this one. It's pretty good. Like, that show's hilarious. Anyways, in 1961, the 23rd Amendment, allowing residents of Washington, D.C. to vote for president, is ratified. In 1973, the last U.S. troops withdraw from South Vietnam. And in 1976, eight Ohio National Guardsmen are indicted for the shooting of four Kent State Kent State students during the anti-war protests in on May 4th of 1970. Uh, birthdays today, 1790, John Tyler, 10th President of the United States. 1867, Cy Young, Major League Baseball pitcher with the most wins. And in 1888, James E. Casey, founder of the United Parcel Service. Um, so today we're going to talk about some child support and parental rights. Uh, to be 100 with you guys, I'm not a subject matter expert when it comes to child support and parental rights. I do think like that with everything else uh, definitely needs to be restructured. I can speak a little on the topic based on my own experiences as a kid whose mom never paid child support and speak on experiences friends in the military have had. Um, outside of that, I really can't speak on it. So I thought we should bring on some guests that would probably have a lot to contribute to it. So we have Canceled and Right Side Betty. Welcome to the show, you guys. Hey, guys. Um, so I don't really have like a lot of questions on it. So I just thought like I would just start it with um, what are your initial thoughts on child support? And we'll just start with child support. Canceled. Go ahead. <laughs> don't make me go first. Oh, you're going to make me go first. Okay. Um Initial thoughts. It's a complicated subject, to be completely honest. Um, I have been separated from my son's dad for about eight years now, and it wasn't something that I initially received from him. And it's been kind of a pain in the neck, not not simply because of him, but just the system itself. They make it really complicated. Um, it's hard to get a hold of people in customer service. It's hard to get information sometimes. Um, Alaska itself has streamlined most of that online. So I have an account, I can look up anything I want on there. Um, but if for any reason you get locked out, you're kind of SOL until you get a hold of somebody. So um, it is a complicated subject all the way around. So yeah. those are my, that is my initial thoughts. Okay. 
Didn't you guys talk about this last week and like there was like a part that we were gonna know? Um, no, sorry, I'm, I was. No, I got distracted because my OBS is open and somebody just either followed me on Twitch or I think oh. they followed me on Twitch. I got really distracted because I just heard I heard here I'm barking. I was like, what is that? Um, yeah, so we briefly touched on it last week and I know like you had a, a lot of thoughts, but we kind of went past it because like we wanted to talk about whatever we were talking about because I can't even remember now what we talked about last week. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so I guess it was my turn to, uh, let, let, for uh, clarity's sake and transparency, we were, it was briefly touched upon yesterday or last week. And, uh, uh, Chelsea had a, uh, a couple of comments about it and we wanted to give her the chance to come on and, uh, talk about it or share any thoughts and have any discussion that, uh, she thought might be prevalent to the state, no pun intended, of what child support is, what it does, and what it means, especially I think it's very important to have a conversation as to does anything need to be done and what level does it need to be done, especially there's been a lot of changes between uh, in the last 20 years and how child support is handled. But I think that's where we were going with it. And we wanted mm -hmm. people who could come on and have honest discourse discussion or, uh, you know, some, some kind of meeting of the minds about this particular topic. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm back on track. So, <laughs> so the whole thing that I was talking about originally was like, one, I think there's issues with the fact that like how men pay child support, how there's a different amount for every single child based off of wealth. So like if you are somebody that makes over $30,000 or under $30,000, I think the bare minimum in Indiana is like $79 a week. And let's be honest, if you can't afford as a man that went out there and like reproduced, if you can't afford $79 a week, which is about like 300 and something a month, like that's a problem. And so at the, at the lowest state of that, people are asking for things like proof of the mother's like tax returns and things like that to try to fight the child support bare minimum. And it's like, it blows my mind that people are still fighting about supporting their children. Like it shouldn't even be an amount that people are pricing out in court. Mm -hmm. Because it it's like ridiculous. And then for some, I know people that spend, if they're over $150,000 a year in Indiana, I know somebody that has two kids and he's paying um, $2,500 a month. Like, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And why, why is, why are those two children worth more than say mine or somebody else's? So I don't think that it's like they're putting a worth really on the child. They're just taking a percentage of what the person's pay is. And I say that because, so um, I have a buddy, I was stationed with him in Germany. When he was stationed in Korea, the cost of living allowance was like through the, through the roof. And same thing with like BH. So he was getting all these additional um, incentives on his pay because of his location. Well, his ex filed for child support. And instead of taking the base pay, they took the total that he was bringing in a month and took the percentage from that, which was through. I can't remember what the price was because that was so many years ago. But like it was they took the percentage of what he was getting paid. And like, this is what you got to pay. And it ended up fucking him because when he went to a different location, he wasn't getting the same cost of living in the same BH. Like now he's like scrambling and like living check to check and just to pay for a child 
wherever I can't, I think it was Texas was where he was from. Yeah. I think it's what, like lifestyle, like to maintain that child's lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But what if you have, so scenario, what if you have like a wealthy father that has to pay this certain amount for his children? And then because the mom was a single mom for however long or didn't work or whatever, then she leaves him and like is trying to support herself just off Mm -hmm. of that wage. Yeah. And, and I, I see, definitely see where like that issue comes into play because there are, you know, a lot of scandalous people out there that are going to take advantage of the system. And like, you know what, I got used to this way of living. So I'm going to try to get mine and like take him for all he can because he makes all this money. Like, no, I don't think that's right. I, I think that it should be, I don't know. I feel there's, there's gotta be a happy medium somewhere. And that's why I said that it needs restructure because if like, say I'm a, a single mom and I make $40,000 a year and I was married to a man just based on the scenario, but I was married to some man and he brings home $800,000 a year. I shouldn't be allowed to be like, Oh yeah, you need to pay me, you know, $200,000 a year in child support because you make that much money. Like that's not justified because my, you, my living is $40,000. Can you pop up that question that had it addressed me? I didn't catch it. Um, but I do agree as far as lifestyle, uh, can you believe as a parent pay back child support pay from before they were, before they were separated. So in my situation, um, we were together for the first few years of my son's life. Um, originally when we separated, we weren't legally divorced and we tried to basically set up everything on our own. Um, unfortunately, and especially when emotions are high on both ends, uh, that doesn't really work out very well. Uh, without somebody mediating in between, or at least it didn't for us, unfortunately. Um, And I was basically required to file for child support because I had uh, food stamps, basically just as a single mom, get food stamps. Oh, you don't have child support. That's funny because his name's on the birth certificate. So in order to get this service from us, you have to put him on it. I told him beforehand and basically he said uh, he didn't want to be on it, but he also wasn't helping me financially and would kind of pick and choose when he wanted to help based on his mood or what he thought was best, but it wasn't best for my son. It was basically best for me, Uh, the whole argument of not supporting a lifestyle. The money I get is not supporting a lifestyle. I could tell you that much. Mm -hmm. So uh, put him on child support and so I can't speak to retro paying, if that's what you mean. In most cases, if the father has been involved, there are ways for them to argue in court that they've been involved for however many years prior to child support um, existing. Now, usually they ask the other party to confirm that there was involvement there, which is another area that it can get kind of shady um, because I have the... My son's father was also the father of another woman's child, and he would take these payment stubs to the office, but in order for them to approve them, she had to say that those were truly payments that she received. Uh, Sometimes she said yes, sometimes she said no, just depended on her mood. So do I feel like, I feel like there needs to be a mediation, and oftentimes there really, there is no mediation. There's just someone stepping in and making decisions, and I think that that's part of the problem as well 
if there were mediations, you might be able to just say, hey, no, I don't want retro pay for, you know, he's been alive five years. Some people, hey, he's been alive 12 years and they're going to retro pay you for 12 years. Um, I think that there needs to be a mediation of some sort. And it sucks because I've had to, I've had to do a mediation before and it's not fun because it's the one person that you probably prefer not to be in the same room with. Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes that's the best way to hash things out and get them down on paper. That way, both people are also agreeing and they're also helping to make the agreement. So when it comes down to, well, I didn't agree to this or, you know, in those cases you did. So I didn't have a mediation for child support. I did have one for custody, but, um, he's also never taken me back to try and change the child support. Um, and it's been kind of on and off whether or not I actually receive it. So, um, I think that if there were changes to be made, that it needs to be some form of a mediation and that whether people like it or not, both incomes should be considered because when you're talking about raising a child, every single state has a bare minimum for being livable. How much is it going to cost to shelter a child on average or uh, feed a child on average? And so, no, you might not be getting enough money to go to Trader Joe's or Sprouts or something, but it's enough to help yeah. supplement the situation. Mm -hmm. But that's the other part. So like right now we live in a country that like their livable wage doesn't even match like what we're actually the inflation and all of that. And then you add child support onto that. And the way that they calculate it and the whole system is just like from the get, like from what people make as a minimum, it's all just jacked. Well, it's jacked even further because when the state provides a service and um, I saw a lot of videos about like <laughs> tipping people today online and they're all convenience fees, right? Mm -hmm. So the state has a convenience fee. The state gets paid first too. So if for any reason, there is a payment sent to the state. They're the middleman that then distributes it to the mother or father, whoever has custody or is receiving child support. Uh, they take their cut first. So if they're owed money, they will take their money before they give it to your child. So whether or not your child actually needs it or you need it for them to provide for them, um, even the state is not concerned about that. And then to top that off, being someone who's been on assistance, just receiving food stamps because you're getting X amount of dollars every month. I have had times where he would pay child support and it would go directly to the state as a retro payment to them for providing something for me. Which I think so, that's absolute bullshit. Like I, I don't, I, I just think that's bullshit. Like the state is being paid for or like those workers are being paid through our taxpayers money. Like what are you getting like those incentives for? Like that is not your money just because you're the middleman, like you're already being paid. So stop like that's that's theft in my opinion. They they shouldn't be doing that. Honestly, if you asked them what it was going to, not a single person on the customer service line would be able to tell you. Trust me, I've asked. <laughs> I'm like, where where did the money go? Okay, it went to the state for what? Well, you got services from the state. That's a completely separate issue at this point. Mm -hmm. Completely separate departments, completely separate it's offices almost... and services, but you're saying because this part of the state paid you in food stamps or housing or whatever else, if you've received that, then now we have the right to come into child support and take that money from you for those services. And they aren't the same. And there is funding for both. People are probably going to be like, what the, what the heck? But just remember, like, I'm a rebel. Like, I, I don't believe that the state should even be the person 
Like, I don't believe that like this, like the state should be sitting there figuring out what's best for my different type of family opposed to somebody else's. And like the state has to be involved in everything. And I just don't understand it. The same with like the C- the CPS or DCS system. It's like, why are they getting involved? Like there should be a system set up for people to like, after you get divorced or you break up or you just had a one night stand, I don't know, but like there should be a place where people go to like work that out without the government. I agree. I agree with that a a thousand percent. Like I think uh, even down at our state level, like the government is too involved in things that they should not be involved with. Uh, I wanted to ask, uh, canceled real quick. You said uh, mediation or mediator, something along those lines. Uh, Is that not what a judge is in this particular case? Don't get me wrong. I 100% agree. The government should not be getting involved. There should be an independent way of doing this that the government does not get to put their finger in the pie and god do i have some horror stories but uh what what do you define as a uh, a mediator or somebody who would uh i guess yeah be the mediator um so just as an example when i was working on a custody agreement uh it was completely separate from the judge so you sat in a separate room with another person who they did work for the state, they worked at the courthouse, but their job was to basically go through a list of items that needed to be discussed in order to come to the best outcome. Um, Almost like a counseling session where they can ask you a question and the two of you can state what you want or what you believe or what's going on in your life. And then you can easily, well, easier, it's easier to come to some form of an agreement because having not been together for X amount of time, there's things about his life and things about my life that he just doesn't know about. He's not aware of. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately in my case, everything has to be email or text message because phone calls don't work. Um, They never end well. And so that's not the best way of communication. However, with texting, I'm not asking him, you know, 21 questions or like, Mm -hmm. where do you live? What do you do? How much do you make? And even if I did, I wouldn't get the proper answers. Now, when you're sitting in more of a legal professional format and you're being asked these questions to help form this agreement, it's a little bit different um, because basically what's said in the room stays in the room and it's just for the best outcome of your agreement. So having done the mediation for the custody agreement the second time, mind you, because the first time we did a custody agreement, there were no third parties involved. The second time there was because moving out of state to do the custody was more complicated. I didn't understand everything that I was doing and we couldn't come to an agreement like mm-hmm. to save our lives. So then they offered it. These things hadn't been offered in the past. So uh, for all I know for child custody, there might be mediation available. It wasn't offered to me. It was basically they wanted to see his pay stubs. They wanted to see your divorce paperwork. They wanted to see you know, basically proof that your kid belongs to the two of you and that he's not residing with you. Um, And then they calculate off of his income that he provides in court. And that is how they decide on child support. Uh, They didn't ask for my income. They didn't ask for my living situation. Um, They don't take into account the, you know, cost of living depending on, um, you know, if you have your own place or if you have a vehicle or whatever the case is. It's basically show me your pay stubs. And then we kind of just base it off of that. Uh, Now that's not to say that a mediation would even help in my particular situation, but it would have been at least a good step to try prior to 
the judge himself making the final decision. Right. So that's basically what I meant by mediation. Um, well, it would help if people would actually act like grown adults when it came to, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, kids being involved, like just act like an adult and do what's best for the kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I, I, yes. I, I am so sorry. I have to jump in and tell my story because Jen just gave me the perfect segue. Okay. Take this ride with me. It's going to be a minute. Okay. So uh, my child support dilemma started in the early 2000s. Long story short, uh, I started a new job and I was working in Southern Indiana my son and his mother lived in Kentucky, and I I agreed to and signed off on a uh, garnishment. My child support came out of my check like taxes, so I never missed it, and I knew it was paid. Okay, I think that's an easy and probably the best way to go about it. But uh, a few months go by, and then my son's mother, who I was so blessed, she was phenomenal. She calls me. She says, Bill, I uh, hate to bother you, but I haven't got child support in three months. I said, well, what the hell are you talking about? They're taking out of my check. So I go to my HR department at the job I was at. The guy who was running payroll was just taking the checks out. He mailed them to the wrong place. This tells you how long ago this was. It was mailed. <laughs> <laughs> they would mail it and then know this isn't the right address, send it back. He would just throw it in a drawer and it stuck there for three months. Oh my gosh. Now, the child support division of Kentucky is now hammering my ass. And I, so I said to my son's mother, Heidi, I've got about 500 bucks in savings right now. I'm sending that to you, Western Union. We'll get this figured out. So we get it figured out. And then uh, it comes to pass. I'm making more money at this job. The child support division of Kentucky sends certified letter after certified letter after certified letter to my son's mother. Do you want to sue for more child support? Do you want to sue for more child support? And she keeps saying no. He's handling his business. Leave him alone. You know, it's not, you know, it's not like he went from making 30,000 a year to a hundred thousand a year. Okay. He went from about 35 or 30 to 35. So no. And then finally the case manager shows up at her house with a deputy sheriff certified letter. We strongly urge you to sue for more child support. What the heck? Yeah. And she tells them, look, all you see is X amount of dollars every month. You don't uh -huh. see the Jordan basketball shoes he bought him for basketball season. You don't see Christmas. You don't see Easter. You don't see birthdays. All you see is what you take out of his check. Mm -hmm. Leave him alone. Go after the guys who are 16 months behind in child support. Yeah. Then they sent us a letter about two months afterwards saying that she had to document everything that I had paid for outside of the child support agreement and she had to refund it. Why is that any of their fucking business? Because legally outside of the paperwork in child support, whoever is receiving it, quote unquote, can't ask for more money outside of the agreement because the courts deem that as enough. Even though and, it's my kid's basketball season. Right. And right. So. Jordan's. Yeah. So that's another thing. You actually have to be really careful about receiving any money outside of child support, because even if he sends them birthday money, if for any reason somebody decides to get a stick up their butt about it, the state can intervene because they didn't get their cut. That's what it comes down yes, to. Right. They didn't get their cut. So they're upset because every single piece of money that you send should go through them. And it's because they get their part of it. So when you're sending an extra hundred dollars, 400, whatever it is, mm -hmm. they don't get their cut out of that. So then they actually do get frustrated if someone were to show up and have, you know, Western union stubs or something like that. 
and say, yeah, well, yeah, this last month was his birthday. So I sent her an extra $500 so she could take him to do this or a birthday party or whatever the case is, because then they didn't get their money out of that. And right. if you don't owe retro pay because you are on time and paying, um, there's nothing that they can take from it. There's nothing they can apply it to unless they say, well, we're going to apply that to future payments um, in order for them to get their cut of it. So see, I wouldn't want that either because I, you know, heaven forbid, I want to provide for my son and a little more. Right. So, yeah. uh, but the, the moral of the story ended up being that we, and kind of going back on what cancel was saying, not only is it a money and them getting their cut, it's also a caseload management system, at least in Kentucky, because if a caseload is not, uh, producing the amount of work billable hours for these case managers, then the state will pull some of that funding. Okay. Yeah. So that's part of it. But what we ended up having to do was we had to go to court and have paperwork drawn up and it was a bluff, but we had to draw up paperwork to where I would consent to agree to sign over all parental rights and responsibilities. And it was a bluff and they bought the bluff because mm -hmm. we said, this is what we're going to do if you do not leave us alone. Yeah, because and, then yeah. he could just say, well, I'll pay on my own outside of the system. And they are like, no, what? we don't want you to do that. We don't want you to do that. But technically, um, like if you didn't, if if mothers and I'll say that because it's that's the majority. But if mothers didn't want somebody to be held accountable by the state and by that, I mean, like going to jail, if they didn't want that, it would be very easy to skip the state process and just hire your own mediator and right. set it like do it outside of court and then trust the person that this the other party that you are negotiating with because that's honestly how it should be the state is getting paid like the judge you, you were talking about the judge the judge is getting paid and he's a he's a servant to the to the state Right. He's an elected official. He shouldn't be profiting off of court fees and and the the paperwork, the document being signed. Like we already pay that dude. We already yeah, pay hours. <laughs> right. We have we already pay every state official. So if you want to actually if you have a problem, like if the person that you're going to court with is having a problem, then you could go to court and say, I want this person to be required to go to mediation with me until we settle it. And then if you can't settle it in mediation, you can go back to court and have them say that again. Like you have 90 days to figure this out and settle on something that's best for you and your kids, or you're going to go to jail, sir. But like, you can't just be like, everything can't go through the system. And like, why would, why it's not a crime. It's not a crime to not pay child support straight up. Like if I hurt anybody's feelings, it's not a crime. You don't have, like, you're not. Nobody can put you in jail for not paying for your child. If you just want to be a shitty human, be a shitty human. But that's why society has to change on how we look at, like, saying loose things like, um, uh, you know, I, he, I, I, he doesn't I, take care of his kid or whatever. Like, you, people have to be held accountable. I, I got to ask, are you saying they sh it shouldn't be illegal to not pay child support? Because I know plenty of cats who have went to jail for non-child support. For, for yeah, violating a, a court order. But it's guess, unconstitutional. Yeah, but that's what it really so, comes down that's, to. Yeah, that's what it's boiling down to. They're in violation. Like, and then... But all the steps that they're taking to require that process of putting somebody in jail for not paying child support is kind of a flaw. It's mm -hmm. not real. 
Like okay. they're they're just banking well, off of it. Well, yeah. I, Especially I, when you have states in the South that say if you're a thousand dollars behind, I know some people who, depending on how much they make, that could be one payment. It's not helping a mother. Yeah. Like the now he's out of work anyway. He yeah, ain't right. He yeah. ain't doing nothing. So the only person that benefits from putting this person in jail is the actual state. Like yeah. that's right. it because that's somebody's going to get their money. Now yeah. let, let's. And let's it's always the state, and I really think that this is just a prime example of how the government, from from bottom to the top, just constantly double dip. Like you're double dipping. Like you're already being paid by taxpayers. So why are you taking additional paying because of somebody's child support? Like that has nothing to do with you. That's not your kid. And then they're mm -hmm. taking it from the kid. Like that doesn't make sense to me. And, and let's be honest, there are some women and men, both, who relish in the fact that you didn't pay your child support, I get to see you thrown in jail. And that's a problem, too. That's society, yeah. though. Yeah. That's, that's society. Yeah. And and mothers are living off of welfare, and mothers are living off okay. of... Chelsea, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I really don't. But it, it seems like you have this condensation right now that, you know, women are the victim here. Can you straighten me out on that? Because you, you, you really... Women you, you really, you, you really seem, you keep, you keep, it seems like you're going back to women are, you know, suffering and men are not paying their child support. And no, you're, okay. you have that backwards. I'm saying that okay. women okay. fuck okay. up the system for people like me and canceled that actually treat it right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I, yeah. I just, I just and, need to straighten out on that. And that's, that's the reason why you have men out there that want to see you. Oh, where's this money going? Because you have mothers yes. out there that have these $1,500 iPhones and they, they're on welfare. Like, how'd you get that phone? What? And you know, little Jimmy has shoes that have no fucking soles on them because like they're, they're using the child support money for things that they're not supposed to. <laughs> Or, or you have the ones who, and once again, thank God, I had a wonderful baby mama. My baby drama, my baby mama drama was zero. Okay, so I will say, I envy though, you. yeah, we we have seen it multiple times where people, like Jen was saying, examples of, you know, hey, uh, you need to give me an extra hundred dollars for your kids' uh, basketball shoes. Well, I just paid you child support. Take it out of that. Uh-uh. No, no, no. That's not what that's for. Okay. Well, here's $100. Next week, you see her in the damn salon. Mm -hmm. You know, th those stories are out there and it it's disgusting. But I 100% agree with what Chelsea and Canceled are saying. There's got to be some kind of reform here, but it is so far low on everybody's priority list. Mm -hmm. Well, in the states, well, yeah, it's, it's like passive income for the state. It's yeah. the easiest passive income they can make. Somebody right. signs the paper, you prove they're the father or the mother, and then the person goes to court. The judge looks at your pay stubs, makes a makes a decision, and that's you know it's wham bam, thank you, ma'am. That's that's all she wrote. Um, and outside of that, there really isn't any interaction whatsoever. They don't call me. They don't interact with me. Um, when you were speaking about you know changing of employment and then marching from your I've been in a situation. Where Four jobs in a year because he has 30 days to report the job. The job has 30 to 45 days to um, set up payment with the state. So you could be looking at, you know, 60, 70 days max before anything is done. Which is, that's weird too. Like why, like the, it also creates like that leniency on communication. 
like when you when you get into this situation with somebody, whether you were married or it was a one night stand or whatever, like you have to build communication. And if you keep letting the system and like court do that for you, it's just it gets worse. Time, time and no communication makes things way worse. Like if you guys can break up or, you know, if there was even a mediator for during pregnancy, if you had a one night stand and you you were going to do this together, then like to sit down during that nine months and be like, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to stick to that no matter what. And if, if something is struggling on one side, we're going to, you know, adjust it then. But like, why, why is there no communication? It's like you wait until the child's born to sign the birth certificate to be able to go to the state to go to court to set that up. In well, some cases, some also, people do. Yes. I was going to say, and a lot of times with a lot of these cases is you have the other person that um, doesn't want to pay the child support. So that's why you have to go through these extreme measures, like constantly changing their job. You know, like I was going to sue my ex, not that this has anything to do with child support, but like I was going to sue my ex for all this money that, you know, she owned this car and the guy, like the lawyer told me straight up, he's like, here's the thing. Like, if you know where she works now, that's fine, but she can just leave her job. And then you have to go through this process all over again. Once you find out where her, her new job is. Cause I was like, why don't you just garnish her wages? And he explained the whole thing. So I'm sure the same thing applies with child support. Like you got to find out where they work and then you got to resue and like refile and all that stuff. And it's just, it's a pain. And in the state of Alaska, there is no jail time. So that's not anything that I've ever had to deal with before mm-hmm. until, until recently. But, um, it's a fair state. So they don't, they enforce it, but the most that they will do is put liens on your property. Um, which in this case doesn't matter if somebody gets uh, a house or an apartment in someone else's name or their cars in someone else's name, there's nothing to put a lien on. So then the money just stacks up. And then basically the person can go and petition when your child turns 18 to waive the fees because at that point he would be the choice is either you pay directly to your child because then the mother themselves wouldn't receive it because they're 18 whatever is left over would go directly to them or you can cancel out uh the remaining amount the child at 18 can decide whether they want to receive payments or not um so it's complicated in that sense because there aren't necessarily what you would consider repercussions my problem is if a person is going to I'm trying to find the right way to say this. If you're not going to do what you're supposed to do, then why am I being required to do things outside of what, you know, go above and beyond and bend over backwards when you aren't doing your part, mm-hmm. for the most part, the bare minimum, and I'm being forced to include you on everything. I have to constantly keep up and tell you, you know, like where we're living, what we're doing, um, the activities he's involved in, et cetera. And you're not doing the minimum. Because in a normal circumstance, if I had a relationship with any other person on this planet, if they weren't doing the minimum to keep a relationship between you and just the two of you, mm-hmm. cordial, alive, working, whatever, I would have no dealings with them. So to so it's complicated because I'm constantly having to follow up and ask you to do the bare minimum. And um, the only way I can even get that is to go to court and it's irritating because I don't want to because right. I don't want them in my business I don't even you know even when I would file with the courts I only ever filed for a waiver of fees 
once because I didn't want them in my business asking me, well, what do you do? How much do you make? Why can't you pay this, et cetera? I'm like, well, I'm sorry that this was an unexpected cost outside of my normal budget every single month. And if there's any way that you can like knock some of this off for me, that would be very helpful. Um, And because it's not my fault that I have to be here in the first place, but I'm the one that has to pay for it. Right. So I'm like, even at a child support hearing, like, okay, great. I'm going to take the child support that he just paid me. And I'm going to take you to court because you're violating every other agreement we have and spend that money. So for me, it was hard to not believe that some of the time he was purposely violating certain things that he knew he would get a slap on the wrist for because Mm -hmm. I, I was going to have to come out of pocket because he didn't want to pay child support while at the same time also not wanting to send me money for a pair of shoes. Because then he also had an expectation of, well, why is my son wearing shoes from Walmart? Mm-hmm. The heck is wrong with Walmart? He's going to ruin them anyways. Yeah. I'm not going to go out and buy him Jordans and Air Force Ones when he's seven. Right. You know, um, so it was this idea of living above means that don't exist, living outside of your means, but then also wanting to require of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, like I said, it's all a very complicated a complicated situation. So then he would say to the courts or he would say to me, um, he has his own wardrobe when he comes to visit me and want to be reimbursed for that. When in reality, the only reason he had a wardrobe at his dad's house is because he didn't like the clothes that he wore there. He wasn't okay with the t-shirt jeans and Walmart shoes. He needed to be wearing designer brands when neither of us could could (laughs) afford that was completely outside of the regular you know, living within your means. Um, That's so weird. Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) Um, And there was, so unfortunately for me, the only way that anything ever actually comes to a resolution of any kind, whether I like it or not, is to go through the courts because, because he is incapable of having those conversations with me outside of them. Right. So I get, I get that aspect. So what do you think the, you know, cause like your situation and I'm sure like that, cause like that seems to be a very common situation where like, they don't want to really pay. They're behind on payments. They duck out of payments. So what do you think the fix for that is? Like, even with you having the courts and the state involved, like, what do you think the fix for that is? Well, the fix that I tried to have was if you're not going to be a productive part of his life, I gave him the option to sign over rights. Of course he said no, because at the end of the day for him, and I'm not saying that this is across the board because it is not, it's about control. So I'm dealing, bless you. I'm dealing with um, the other party in this case being controlling. I'm dealing with the state being controlling. And then mm-hmm. you deal with every other person that is on the outside looking in, trying to control the situation with, you know, their opinions on things. That shit. Um, that their shit opinions. Is society's because problem. let me tell you, the state themselves could hand me a piece of paper and tell me to write down everything that I am spending it on and I would tell them to shove it where the sun don't shine. Mm -hmm. It's none of your business. You made the decision. So why do you care where it goes? Is my son healthy, taken care of at every appointment that he needs? Does he do well in school? Um, You know, is he in extracurriculars? The answer to all of those things are yes. Is his father involved in any of that? No. So to tell me that I need to then provide proof that I'm spending it properly, the proof is in the pudding. Mm -hmm. And at the same time to, again, not require anything of him. So I've never received a letter as to why he's not missing a payment. I've never received any courtesy text messages or calls that say that he's changing jobs. I have to 
call in and say, hey, I haven't received payment for three months. What's going on? And then, and then they tell me, oh, well, we'll get a hold of him because it's not like they're sitting around monitoring it. Right. And then call me back and say, oh, well, it's because he's unemployed or because he has changed jobs. So we have reached out to him for this information. Again, he has 30 days to respond. When we get that information, his new employer has 45 days to uh, to set up payments with us. And in that time, when I figured out that there's a problem and tried to find a solution, he's gone and found another job. Mm-hmm. So, but that's what I'm saying. So like he keeps getting all these chances and all these redos. So like, at what point is enough? Is an, at what point is enough enough? And like, what do you think like the solution is? Because like, you can't sit there and keep giving somebody chances that don't want to partake in like the system. You can't sit there and keep somebody, give them chances when they don't want to sign over rights, you know? So what's um, the fix? Unfortunately, because of the system and the way that they're involved, there isn't one because they will just basically say, we're going to attempt to collect every single penny that we possibly can until this child turns 18. And when I go sit in front of a judge and I ask him the questions that you're asking me, he doesn't have an answer. I mean, I've been, I have been reprimanded a couple of times in courts because I'm like, I want a straight answer from you. I don't understand, uh, you know, like on other subjects with custody, when he's constantly violating a custody agreement and I come in here to try and protect him and I come in here and try to hold him accountable because his name is on the dotted line because he helped me make this agreement. And you basically say, hey, don't do that again. Hey, that's not okay. You shouldn't do that. I'm going to put it in writing that you don't do that anymore every single time. And nothing happens, you know, and I've asked the judge, what am I supposed to do? Well, you mm-hmm. just keep calling and then let, let the child support office do their job. What is their job? Exactly. Yeah. Because he can call and make a payment arrangement. People fall on hard times. That's why that's available for normal people. Now, mm-hmm. someone who's trying to get out of it, calling in and making a payment arrangement, giving you whatever story you want to hear, you know, they can pay you when they can. Well, I'm sorry, but I can't take care of my son when I can. I have to take care of him every single day of every single year of his entire life. And so I told the judge, I'm like, well, if he's not going to do the bare minimum and he's constantly violating his order and he's not being a good influence and he's doing things that are causing physical, mental and emotional harm on my son, then he should have no rights to him. Mm-hmm. But they'll never do it. I have to provide irrefutable proof of harm in order for them to step in and make those decisions. Um, So honestly, I do not know the answer to that question. I don't know what the answer would be. I don't think that, I don't think that a father should never have any rights to them, but being like being on the birth certificate is one thing, but like when it comes to having decisions, like in that in that process or like financial stability, whatever, like no, they shouldn't be able to say like, oh, you know, he can't go out of state. Like that that infringes upon your life, liberty, and your pursuit of happiness that you have to fucking stay. Oh sorry, that you have to stay in a state and like not leave because the state told you to for a deadbeat that doesn't want to pay. Same reverse, whatever, if even if it's a female holding the father back but i think that it's crazy that i keep listening to your chicks and i lost the first part of what i was saying (laughs) well let let me ask let me ask you this uh chelsea we obviously know you know 
there's a lot of agreement here. And we also know that society as a whole, it's not getting better anytime soon. And as a matter of fact, if we've learned anything from the Oscars, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. So what can we do in the meantime to mitigate some of these circumstances? Because I had a scenario that in my head, you know, if the father doesn't pay the child support and he's not put in jail or faces consequences because of this, and the mother just throws her hands up and says, well, if I can't get any help or support, there's nothing I can do. And she just goes and leaves the kid at home in the apartment one day. What, what happens to the kid then? I mean, who takes the kid if there's no CPS or anything? Before we move on, buddies, let's take a quick break. Welcome back. Now let's continue on with the show. Well, CPS needs reform. That's the problem. Like, that's the problem is we have people abusing the system and it is not regulated, which also then creates this, I've talked about this before, but like, in the sense of adoption where you have somebody that's giving up their child and then that person has to pay not the mother that gave up their child but the the state for that transfer so they're profiting off of selling children straight up and so like whenever it comes down to like i can't with these chicks what was i just saying go, go ahead I, I, I got it now okay what was I saying? You're <laughs> you're saying that we're selling children. Yeah. Oh yeah, but right before that. Oh. What was your I, question? Oh, uh, what what do we do in the case of you know, let's say we get rid of the state and CPS and everything? Oh yeah. 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 Okay, so then you you, this is what would happen. Get Judy involved, like civil court. If 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 you guys can't di decide, like whenever you have a child together, if you guys can't sit down and be adults and have a conversation and really figure out what's going to benefit your child as the only priority, then you have, you should go to civil court. Now, if the mom is also needing state assistance for whatever reason, then that should be something that is never put together. That is her getting assistance from the state and he needs to talk to them if he's not doing anything over here or again, not have any type of rights or decisions, not, not with the name on the birth certificate, but in the sense of like not being able to make decisions for that child, if he didn't want to help, then he's got to go like, just stay out of it. And I think, I think Chelsea just, you know, said the solution I was looking for, like, instead of constantly giving these, these parents, cause it's, it's men and women, cause my mom never paid child support a day in my life. So instead of allowing these people to constantly duck out of child support and constantly, you know, do all, play these shenanigans, strip them of their parental rights. Like they, if they don't want to pay, then strip them of their rights. And you know what, then the, the sink parent can deal with all the decisions of the kid and do what they got to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, like in my situation, I, in my situation, um, <laughs> like my oldest, he doesn't have, um, he's never met his father. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, like I don't get anything from him. Mm -hmm. I took that responsibility on and I agreed 
for him, whenever he said he wasn't ready to be a father, I said, I got it. Now I could have handled that differently and been like, well, you're going to be here and we're going to civil court because I'm not doing this shit by myself. But like, that's my, that's for me. Also the fact that he's not involved now, he still is Gage's biological. So like if he wants to come in at any sense or any point in time and be like, yo, I am on that birth certificate because my DNA matches that human, then he needs to take me to civil court or reach out or whatever and be like, yo, I, I kind of do want to be there and like we need to talk about it. And like in that sense, then I think it really just depends on how those conversations go and whether or not like like how you know what I mean but like I can't I can't decide to keep him away from his property literally his property if he wants to walk back in at any time like it's it's shared Mm -hmm. and that's just the hard truth like we literally had we share DNA in in our child so like yeah I can be bitter and I can be pissed off but I can't be like I'm going to own it and you aren't, you're not going to have any part in it because you weren't here for seven years. Like that's life. I'd like to get both of your responses to a situation that I'm sure all four of us have seen before. And I actually have a, have somewhat of a pseudo associate person. I used to, used to friend uh, (laughs) going through this that she, and she posted this on social media and I've seen it on the men's side and women's side. Uh, uh, oh my God, my, my son is taking his, uh, uh, is taking, uh, it's his weekend with the baby and he's taking my kid with his new whore girlfriend that he cheated on me with to uh, Disneyland. And I don't want this and I don't want that person around my kid. Okay, you know, I'm, I'll give you my take quick. If that other person is not, doing harm to your child, then you cannot let the bitterness you feel for that person interfere with his decisions on his we- his or her weekend. You see what I'm or visitation. You see what right. I'm saying? Now, if that person finds out, you know, hey, they're doing drugs around my kid or that new boyfriend or girlfriend hits my kid, it, it's, it's fucking on. Mm-hmm. So, but or perverted things. Or, yeah, I was gonna say perverted yeah, things. I, I'm just getting, let's go down the sample list. <laughs> but until one of those are proven or even suspected, you can't just keep the person out of the lives of people that the other person is associated with. What do you think? One hundred percent. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> that, that's something that um, I've seen a lot of uh, single mothers. I haven't quite seen like fathers do it as often but for some a lot of women are out there using their kids as a weapon like oh you you have to conform to the what way i say you got to do things or you're not going to see your kid and like that's that's not okay i wish there is one particular woman i have in mind that they stayed together because she was great she was amazing and um it didn't last very long, and my own personal feelings are because of the type of person that he is. Um, it, it just, it's very toxic. Um, I really wish I would have got her number. <laughs> but she, <laughs> she was amazing, and I was so happy because it meant that I could 
trust that he was going and she was a mom herself and she was an amazing mom. And I was like, great. I finally, there's someone around who understands children, who puts her children first, who he's going to be in a safe environment. They're going to pay attention to him. He's not just going to be shoved off somewhere in a corner left to his own devices. And it has happened once and it hasn't happened since. And, um, I don't have a problem. My, my own personal opinion is I wish you would get a girlfriend because then maybe you'd pay more attention to them than you do to <laughs> me. But, um, and then unfortunately the flip side of that is the majority of people that he has met having to do with relationships with his dad are not great people. And that's mm-hmm. not me being like, Oh, I don't like her personality. No, things have happened. Words were said, and I've had to go to court to separate the women he was choosing to bring in his life. Um, and at the same time, I'm giving the courtesy of anyone I ever dated. Not only didn't get to meet him until I got to know them first, um, but his dad was aware of them because mm-hmm. I like you expect your kids to talk about them. So like, what's the point of not having the conversation? They're going to mention this person if they're mm-hmm. around them. Um, and so it, it didn't ever go well. It still doesn't go well. Um, and so for me, it's sad because the person I'm with now is amazing and treats his son amazingly, treats him like his own. Um, and my son is not allowed to speak about him at all mm-hmm. in front of him because he doesn't want to hear it. And it's unfortunate because instead of being thankful that there is someone healthy and good for your child in the picture, because let's be honest, neither of us are going to be single forever. Right. I mean, that's, you know, normally that's how life works. Um, that it is a good person instead of the alternative to that and your kid being in a bad situation. Um, especially when like he's, he has a, like a big part of your son's life. Like he's a big part of your son's life. Okay. Just like supposed to talk about his life. Like I want to jump in before we get, uh, Chelsea's response. I gotta, I gotta reply to this comment. Uh, Jen's dad, please plug your ears. Fuck off, dude. Okay. I mean, seriously, gender pronouns in a situation that is hypothetical, just fuck right off a cliff. Okay. Floor is yours, Chelsea. Wait, what? (laughs) I'm I'm really confused because I'm not going to lie. Bill, I thought you were mad in minutes. No. Why would I be mad? This whole time, I thought you were mad at me. Oh, I thought no. it was like a, I thought it was some ghost account. You're like coming in and saying comments. Interesting. No. <laughs> all right. Well, okay, mad at minutes. I thought you were Bill this whole time. Like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but all right, buddy. No. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Trolls no. be trolling. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Relationships. What did no, no. say like they there or something? I don't. I don't. I think what the guy or girl or human, if you're that, <laughs> is trying to say is where I was trying to. I was trying to say this is not just a woman thing. It's not a man thing. But if a person brings a child to meet a new significant other, and yeah. apparent, I, I hope Madden is joking. I'm pretty sure they are. They've been I, I hope, they've, I hope they've been so. with us since the beginning. That's okay. why I thought they were you. <laughs> no, Jen, you have fans. <laughs> oh, I don't have fans. I I just have people. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
I, what? Okay, so then I guess like I'm just gonna go ahead and like. I mean, but I do agree. I don't like pronouns, but. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um. So, okay. We're so. My question now is because I don't. I don't know. Um. If the parent has no parental rights, are they still paying child support? Is that a thing? No. No. That's not no. Because no, I've definitely heard that a lot. Where like, oh, I pay child support, but I'm never allowed to see my kid. Well, okay, but that's another thing. Okay. Okay. So no, if no, you no. are <laughs> if you are not going to be involved and you are still on the birth certificate because legally, like you should have both parents' name on the birth certificate, I feel like, just to track like history and genetics. Like why make it hard? But like, you know, generations from now, my child might want to know who was connected and like if I don't link that it's complicated so like anyway but if you're not on the birth certificate or if you are on the birth certificate it shouldn't be required that the state takes you to I have to explain it all right so like after I had my child I already knew I was going to do it on my own and I was naive at the time so like I didn't know that by writing his name on the birth certificate because that's something I would want my child to have access to you know whenever he gets older if he ever needed it then I got a letter 30 days or 90 days after having him because I was on assistance I was on WIC to get formula so like then the state took us to court to make him pay child support. So I had to get him removed off the birth certificate and I don't feel like that's right. So I still have Gage's original because he had to be removed just for me to be like, I don't want him to have to pay anything. Like I'm the one getting state assistance because of my situation. I was a young mother and I needed it at the time. And I decided to do it totally solely by myself. Why are they stepping in trying to get him involved? Like that was a decision I already made. So like, then I had to go back, get it removed. But um, I was just going to say something and I forgot again. Looking brain frog. Ah, brain frog. <laughs> I keep saying that. But the state shouldn't be able to step in and like mm -hmm. and make that happen. It's none of their business. Yeah, I agree with that. I, like I said, I think that the state, like the government period, gets too involved with a lot of things. And I think child support and you know welfare system like all these things need reform because there are too many people out there abusing the system there are too many people out there that are getting away with things like not paying child support so there needs to be there needs to be a happy medium where like parents first of all need to start being able to handle the shit on their own with a mediator and stop taking it to the state and then if, weak. yeah and then outside of that like if you can't then then go to the state program that will assist with that the state should not be taking any kickbacks from it and then if there's then then that's when the repercussions can kick in. Like, OK, well, you have 90 days to pay child support. Like, OK, they pay 90 day, 90 days later and then they stop again. And if you're, they're constantly doing the cycle. All right. You know what? You've had your three chances, three strikes, you're out. You're losing your parental rights until you can get right. I, I think it's important to know. And I'm just piggybacking off what uh, Chelsea said. Kentucky, I know Kentucky, Tennessee, and Georgia, they have provisions in their laws that stay in family court that say if a parent is paying child support, then you cannot cut them out of their life, uh, out of the child's life, unless you can so, show just cause, abuse, neglect, 
uh, addiction, stuff like that. Yeah, or they have to be an absent parent for up to like a year, but then paying child support is considered not being an absent pe- parent. Right. So <laughs> even if they don't communicate, they don't show up, they don't, they aren't there. Um, paying child support itself is considered being present. So um, there are ways that people will potentially lose, um, they could potentially lose their rights, uh, but there's also ways around it. But usually the ways that are around those rules because the state made them are ways that benefit the state. Um, So ultimately it's all frustrating because I can't even have a good conversation about these things with the other party because there's someone else who's not in the room when you have those conversations, who's actually running the show, who where basically it's like, okay, we could make an agreement for X, Y, and Z, but we have to go to the state and we have to ask permission and we have to file a motion and we have to have responses. And then they have to find in the end that they believe it is in the best interest of your child, Um, which is another part that sucks because once you're a part of the system, if you wanted to end your child support or end your custody agreement or whatever, you basically have to go to the state and ask permission and they have to agree. Then the state, has to agree with you as the parent that that is what's best for your child. So if for for any reason, I was just like, you know what? I'm kind of done with all of this. We're going to figure it out. Thanks for playing though. And then I tried to get off of any like involvement of the state, the custody agreement, the child support, whatever. They will try to intervene and say no. (laughs) And here's why no. They made me, when I went back because I didn't want, him paying like I didn't want any of that we had already agreed so like when I went back they made us go take a DNA swab and they were going to try to continue to get him to pay because I was on state assistance that is your guys's stuff like if I'm on state assistance that's my responsibility you're accounting for what I make and I decided to raise this child on my own you're not making any like you can ask on some paperwork like you know, is the father involved or whatever, but like, that's not anybody's business. If I'm getting state assistance and they're trying to make us take a DNA test that we literally had to do, that's insane. Yeah. I think the only time it should ever really apply is like what canceled said earlier. Like when we're trying to figure out how much we, the child support, how much child support should be paid, then take both uh, incomes into accountability. And then like, I don't know, really, like, are they just taking a percentage or like, are they taking off like, okay, well you have them for five days of the week and, or you have them for four days of the week and I have them for three. So are they like, okay, it costs about this much. And then they're splitting it. Like, is that how they're doing it? Cause I, I feel no. like that's how they should be doing it. I, I can't no, that's not for, how they're doing it. Yeah. I can't speak for canceled or Chelsea. I can tell you that in my situation, it was uh, okay. You make, uh, this amount of money, your baby mama made this amount of money and we're going to divide it by this. And there was another factor involved. I can't remember exactly what it was. And I ended up paying X, Y, and Z. So uh, ours was very simplistic and, uh, you know, like uh, canceled was just saying, or I'm sorry, Chelsea was saying, it was one of those situations to where we had to go with the viable threat of removing the uh, court or the child support system, the government out. And then they're all, oh, no, 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 wait, 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 no, y'all do it on your own. Okay, fine. Shut the fuck up. So yeah. I, I get what she's saying there, but as far as the formula, Jen, I, and Chelsea and cancel can respond, obviously uh, in Kentucky, at least 20 something years ago, it was based on percentages of income by both parents versus 
I think I want to say cost of living or something like that. Mm -hmm. But either way, that's how it was for me. Yeah. Just to back up a little bit, there is a paper that you do write. You do write your information on now that I'm thinking about it when I was talking about the mediation and how they don't take each party's situation into consideration. They do. I remember the paper now. It's just, but it's numbers on a piece of paper, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So you can put down whatever you like. I don't remember providing proof of my rent or providing proof of, you know what I'm saying? They want to know your income. They don't care about yeah. what you're outputting. Right. So then, but they did ask like, okay, what is, what is your rent utilities, whatever I would, I honestly would have to look back on, on that to double check it. But when you're talking about, okay, so if you have them X so amount of days a month, expenses, not your income. Yeah, they'll ask you like, okay, well, they do ask you your income Mm -hmm. and then they can base child support off of that. What I'm saying is there wasn't anything that made me prove it. Got it. So there wasn't anything that said, show me your lease, show me your car note, show me your, you know, whatever. Well, and I don't think that your your expenses should not be taken into consideration, like your income and like, okay, so we'll say, we'll just use New York as an example because that's where I'm at. But like, okay, say you make uh, $4,000 a month and cost of living here is like $2,000 a month. So you have $2,000 like to do whatever the fuck you want. And like you, they shouldn't, your, or your, your expenses shouldn't matter outside of that. Like, okay, you were making $4,000 a month. That's, I don't know the math, but whatever, like we'll say what, like $45,000 a year and say your ex is making also $45,000 a year and is in New York. And they know that the cost of living is $2,000 a month. So then, okay, well, you're going to pay, um, you, you have, you know, three, you have the kid for three days out of the week each, each week. So you're going to pay 25% of the cost of living. Yeah. It doesn't, they don't get that deep. Yeah. They don't get that deep. Yeah. They don't get that deep. They're not going to say, okay, you have him this many days. Now I will say in custody agreements or in child support, like say he has a summer visitation and my son goes to see him for the whole summer. He can go to the courts and say, I had him for these three months straight, mm-hmm. the majority of the time. And then they can decide whether or not they're going to take that off of your retro pay or whatever you owe. Or, which is just um, weird. Like, which in that case, weird. if he was caught up on child support, he could go to the state and say, I have him for three months this summer. She needs to pay me. And they can flip it. So I just, I, oh, I like, I'm like really torn with this because I really feel like they should take the custody agreement into consideration because say, say you have it split right down the middle, fucking you get them for six months and they get them for six months. Like, okay. So then you're only going to pay, you know, six months of child support because you have them for the other six months. So you ain't got to worry about it. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like that should be taken into consideration. Uh, this Okay. I'm going to respectfully pseudo disagree because I have a family member who is very close to me. I'm not going to say any names. And a few years ago, this family member had a kid and the mother came into some problems. We'll just say problems. And this family member had to take the child for six months in 2019 and then ended up getting full-time custody. But that's not relevant to this particular situation. I don't think it's fair for anybody to have to continue to pay child support when you have custody of the child. 
That that to me makes no sense. Well, that's what I'm saying. That that's exactly what I'm saying. If they if they if they share custody, mm-hmm. you should not have to pay like the full amount. Like I I mean I don't know. Like I I just feel like they should take that into consideration because obviously there are some some deadbeat people out there and like they only are responsible to have them one weekend a month. And so like okay, you got to pay the rest of the month. But then there are some that are actually like good parents and they get them like maybe they get them uh, every other week. Sure. Yeah, put it this, a lot of the a lot of the times for people who do have 50 50 and if you can have a good relationship with the other person those aren't things that they deal with um you know 99 percent of the time and there is a very small percentage where that's not the case when you be, like what we were saying if you get any form of assistance and the state forces your hand on these things mm-hmm. um the people who are using it are using it because they have to mm-hmm. because yeah. there is no other way to have this this situation resolve itself without having some form of mediation in the middle mediation being a judge or you know yeah but um, they don't the, have to look at my situation well but that's what i mean because his name is on that's what i'm saying as far as, and i don't know if it's the same because it's a different state but in alaska it's a fair state so if his name is on the birth certificate he gets the same amount of rights no matter what and if you even if he doesn't ever show up. So if I don't have a, any form of a custody agreement or whatever, uh, basically he could show up and take him out for ice cream and never bring him back. And uh, there would be nothing I could do about that without some form of legal agreement in between us. And so then these are the scenarios that I'm ending up having to deal with because he was- Which is being- just hot, like- listen to all of this this is just toxic it's the court literally yeah. getting involved yeah. in things that create toxicity between raising a child mm-hmm. it's very simple if you have a child you have the decision if that person wants to be involved you're stuck with them and if they don't want to be involved you took that responsibility the state assistance that i was receiving is my responsibility it's not his mm-hmm because yeah. i didn't want he said he didn't have anything to do with it i went to I went to a lawyer and had him sign that on a notarized document. And we did, we did all of the things that said that I was going to parent alone and I wouldn't be coming after him at any point in life to ask for anything. But like, right, and they gave I him the that, option. And then they still made me go to court. Uh, when they gave him the option, because, you know, when you say you're going to be placed on child support because your name, your name's on the birth certificate. So we have to get a hold of you. You're going to be placed on child support if she gets state assistance. And he says, no, I don't want child support. Then they'll tell you like, well, the only other option that you do have is to sign over parental rights. And then he didn't do that. So it's, it's a weird and twisted way to basically say that you agree, you signed into this agreement, agreeing to the fact that you were going to have parental rights based on the fact that you were going to pay child support. When in reality, it should be, you're going to take care of this kid because it belongs to you, or you can kick rocks. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like that would be, that would be my conversation. But in order to get any form of assistance or what, like I said, the, the state intervenes on your behalf and it's all about dollars and cents. And like I said, this whole the whole parenting the only system is the most. The, state, the only reason the state intervened was because I wrote the name on the birth certificate that should be there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
like and, and that's that's, it to be there. So like they, the now they're getting in my fucking business for no reason. Yeah. Right. That, and that's, that's, I think, I feel like that's like the moral to the story is the state is just getting involved in places that they shouldn't be getting involved. Like Chelsea did it the right way. In my opinion, like you, you did it the right way because you had mutual agreement with, with the father and he agreed with it. And he was, you know, that was all done the right way. Didn't need to be uh, handled in court. Unfortunately canceled is not dealing with that because she's dealing with a difficult ex. And like, that's when, like, that's why the state programs fucking exist is because of difficult people. Yeah. But he put you into the system. Do what? Cancel. He put you into the system. Oh, I know. And I've had that discussion with him where none of these people had to get involved. If you, if you would just do Mm -hmm. what you were supposed to do, to begin with, are you going to be perfect? No, I'm not no. perfect. I, yeah. Or just go away. Right. Like those are your options. Um, and like I said, unfortunately for me, it ended up being more of like a, a power struggle where it was a control issue. So I'm dealing with two parties, this, uh, him being one and the state being the other, where they're both lobbying for control because I mean, even in the courts, I mean, it's, it's like a, a pissing contest between him and the judge. And it's like, you're, yeah, you're but not you, understanding. Too, you're, not- <laughs> you're at the mercy of this whole situation because he said that he was he didn't want to just give up rights. He still right. halfway wanted to be involved. So now you're at the mercy of the system because of him. But like when you really when it comes down to it, now you're sitting there silent in court because they're talking about it and you can't even have a voice. Well, it started out that way. And like I said, when you're talking about being a young mom, I think the reason that I would prefer to have some form of mediation anytime someone has a baby is going to fill out the birth certificate. It's not like a nurse sits there. They just go, oh, we'll put the dad's name down. Do you know who the dad is? Put his name down. And you're like, a lot of times there are people who, like me, didn't have a lot of guidance in the delivery room and didn't have a lot of guidance after delivery or... um, you know, when I went, was going through my separation and my divorce, you didn't have a lot of guidance as to your own personal rights and the decisions that you are allowed to make in the situation. You're basically handed a packet. You can go to the courts to like the counseling office and ask questions. Um, and because every situation is different, they will tell you what they deem to be best, but that changes her circumstance. And then the yeah, next time you go in the too. office, you see a different person. And the next time that's- you go in the office, you see a different person. My case manager changed so much. You didn't, no one understood you. That's so- also because the state cannot keep case managers. They pay them. Sh- don't get me wrong. I agree with you that there should not be state representation involved in custody matters. I agree, but they are there. And I can tell you this happens everywhere. They cannot keep case managers. Case managers yeah, are fired. It's because and they're, they're money laundering the because we pay, the, we pay taxes. We pay for public servants to be in their place. And then on top of it, we pay out the ass court fees and just for them to sign a piece of paper so like it's it's a failed system and it's their fault also people that are during your pregnancy i've I've talked about this a million times like this the system is failing young moms but moms in general like whenever you are me i literally walked home with a baby and had no fucking clue i was like okay there's no way this little tiny baby that has a stomach the size of a quarter is going to eat more than me so i financed my shit and was like this how much i spend for food and i went home and realized holy shit this baby eats a lot and i didn't (laughs) portion that out when i decided to be 18 and like not have an abortion you know what i'm saying like i i didn't get it because nobody ever told me Mm -hmm. 
So like there should be systems for that. Like it should be set up. It's like, I don't understand. We have teen mom on TV, but like, what are they really doing? No, what they're doing is Uh, glamorizing teen pregnancy. And that's a guy. Yes. They're glamorizing it to the point where the girls who are, who have been on that show are screwed up. (laughs) They've all had issues of some sort. Some of them have pulled themselves out of it, but. Wasn't Jada Pinkett Smith on that show? No comment. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. But what I was trying to do a little, I was trying to do a little for with the case Well, around and, you know a lot of people they get into it uneducated the same as you know uh, an uneducated mother would and i'm not saying the situations are the same i'm just saying you know somebody says hey i'm going to get a government job and then i'm going to be a case manager and then they get shuffled around and they do this and they end up getting burnt out and they quit within the first six months they take an so, oath to the people when they take a government job they work for us. most of those people don't understand the oath that they're taking because it's just a job interview and it's just and, yes. and they're young so that's the state screwing up not un, uh not educating them on what it means to do what they're doing. I'm all for blaming the system and the system needs reform and it's screwed up. And a lot of the people in the system are screwed up, but you know, there are some people that just don't have uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for. They don't have the education or they don't have the, uh, uh, the wherewithal to know, Oh shit. What have I gotten myself into? That's Literally all. over half of political TikTok still. Like they don't <laughs> even know the rights. Like well, hell, everybody on TikTok is a geopolitical genius who's well versed in uh, Florida everything state law. Everything about the constitution. Or... Yeah. <laughs> everything about the constitution. Constitution is about the only thing that I know in regards to any of that, and people just don't understand. I just it. want to make the statement like, like we should make shirts that says like, what would a constitutionalist do? Like, if you're getting robbed by the system in court, like, trying to figure out child custody, or the state's getting involved in your business, or you government marriage, like, the, if, if they're in your shit, just think in your mind while they're, like, while you're sitting in court, and they're just taking your money and making you pay them, think, like, what would a constitutionalist do? It's that simple. Like, it's that simple. If you want change, you have to actually demand it. And that means not getting railed by the system. Exactly. Well, that that means that people will have to fight. And a lot of people don't want to fight. No, they just want to sit behind their cameras on TikTok and say that they're fighting, but they really ain't doing shit. Yeah. And then laugh at the people that are actually spreading the truth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To educate the people that don't realize it. Yeah. I love this. I love the scenery change that we keep getting. <laughs> I'm trying to escape my animals. Dang it. Like, and then the sun went down. I'm like, oh, okay. This worked out marvelously. He's like, fine. So I have a lamp on instead of the big light because the chickens have gone to bed. And so hopefully they will flashage. Not, not distract Chelsea anymore. I'm yeah. sorry. You can't pay attention, dude. I'm like, I'm sorry. You're, no, you I've been- cancel it out for me. So I can't, I can't hear that. I can barely hear it. I've been doing, I've been doing the same. Like I keep getting distracted and then like somebody's talking, I'm like, Oh no, what did they say? <laughs> it's so, a- um, 
No, I, I think that the biggest problem, as per usual, is there's just too much government and not enough people. Yep. Well, the there's power. enough people. There's enough people. Just people well, I meant as far as like a. There's just not enough. To say. Yeah, there's just a not. There's not enough people that realize their rights, and they keep putting in the wrong people in office that aren't for the people, and the the whole system's fucked up, and it all needs to be reformed. That's because people are lazy. I'm not talking about just Americans. Most people just want to be left alone and let me live in relative peace and harmony. And when shit does go sideways, then they don't want to fight for their rights or they don't want to fight for what they believe in because they just want to be left alone. They just want to be comfortable and fat and lazy. I'm well, sorry. If you, listen, if you guys want to be comfortable, fat and lazy and you don't want to get railed <clears throat> by the government, then use your fucking voices Use your your constitutional right when it comes do, to voting. <laughs> and yeah, get off fucking TikTok. Stop pretending like you're some fucking advocate on TikTok. Go out and actually do something. And it's honestly not that hard. If enough of us use our voices, like real life, not saying like just TikTok, <clears throat> but if enough of us use our voices and stand up against the the tyranny that they're doing and fix it, then we can fucking fix it. It's you know how many people have kept their jobs because of people on TikTok going against mandates and for vaccines mm -hmm. like we i don't know what the hell some people think that they're doing but um if they think that tiktok isn't being productive it's the fact that you behind the camera aren't being productive i'm like, not saying not i'm not saying that people aren't on tiktok aren't being productive i'm just saying the majority are not being productive and they're just on the app bitching to, and complaining about things like yeah uh, like go to drama talk there's a whole yeah. fucking wing you, for that yeah go over to drama talk like leave the politics if you don't want to actually be involved use your voices the right way influence your your people around you and just remind people it's we the people for a reason and we are the ones that's supposed to be in control not these fucking politicians right yeah, and this isn't to say during this entire conversation that there there aren't alternative arguments because I know people, I have known people in my life who are women and absolutely abuse the system. And I know men that are more deserving, in my opinion, to have custody and where like the system fails people. If you've ever had to deal with a custody or a child support case at all, the system has failed you a time or two, even when it shouldn't have. That is a reality of dealing with that at all. So for people who are not in it, it's gonna fail you. If you go into this, they will fail you because they have their first, their interest first, your child's interest second, and yours absolutely last. It doesn't even fit on the radar. And the only reason that they have your child's interest is because it's a mechanism for control. All of it is control. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and and it's very easy. It's very easy to manipulate their power and the system and your situation to basically influence. Uh, do as a person or a parent or whatever. I can't tell you how many times I've been told what to do um, by judges or anyone else telling me what to do as a parent or telling me what kind of a parent I am based off of the five minutes they've had me in a room. Um, and it's so it's frustrating. Over the years, it does teach you a lot. Well, if you take the time, you do learn a lot about the system in itself, but it also helps you to grow a much thicker skin. Mm -hmm. to just about everything because you're tired of everybody's crap. Um, and so in the end, I am a much stronger, uh, knowledgeable person than I was in the beginning. But yeah, I wish there was a better alternative, easier, easier road to have taken, or at least a much more cut and dry set of rules or guidelines or whatever that would have made 
just simply attempting to follow their rules a lot easier for me. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, so we're getting about time to wrap it up. I want to give uh, Chelsea and cancel both a couple of final thoughts and then uh, let us know where we can find you, uh, your social media stuffs and uh, what kind of content you provide. I went first um, the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my main account is bitchal and then my um, don't ban us I, YouTube. Yeah, I just made the backup. It's right side baddie. I actually got my username back. You guys, they let me use it. What? Yeah. <laughs> so it's right side baddie with um, two e's at the end. But we're we're close to the original username. So you can find me on TikTok, and I'm dealing with a lot of bots right now because I pissed off the TikTok gods or the ones that are infiltrating the app. Mm -hmm. But um. I'll be there and I have a YouTube. I think my YouTube is what I was commenting on. I'm going to maybe start using that more. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Agreed on the using other apps. Uh, you guys can find me at CXLD. It's underscore underscore CXLD. My original only had one underscore. I believe it has two on each side now. Um, and I will be on there as far as, Polititalk is concerned, but it's uh, kind of gearing away from that. And I also have the homesteading page that uh, Bergen and I have made. And one of the videos for that is pinned. So if you want to find me, that is where I'm going to be pushing a lot of my content from now on. And that will all end up on Instagram and YouTube at some point in the future. Um, so I know a lot of people usually follow me for political political viewpoints. However, right now, I think with the homesteading and education on uh being self-sufficient and knowing your rights as far as land and agriculture is concerned is the best way that I can help people. So yeah. that is shifting. And so you'll see a lot of more of that in the future. Hell yeah. Any uh, final thoughts, you guys? Yeah, government sucks. What would the Constitution do? <laughs> what would the, what yeah. would the Constitutionalists do? We got yeah. to get that trending. <laughs> I would like to say for anybody who is going through it, just to keep your head up and, and try to keep your head on your shoulders, do not be shied away from speaking about it. And especially if it is your truth, there are going to be naysayers there are going to be people who have bad things to say and want to just drag you through the dirt over it. It doesn't matter your life, your kid, your rights, your story. So, um, it's rough, but yeah. Oh, and you don't owe anyone. So if you don't want to talk about it, just tell them like, fish balls, go away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, poof, be going. All right. Uh, yeah. Real quick, my final thought I want to thank both of our guests, Chelsea and Canceled. You all have been rock stars. Thank you so much. Uh, the chicks were, I, I love the chicks. They're welcome back anytime. I love um, the chicks too. <laughs> the chicks are awesome. But ladies, Wait a minute. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you both yeah. so much. You guys were awesome. Yes. Bye. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks thank for you. having us. Hit Bye. them with it, Jen. All right. Uh, just a quick reminder, you guys, uh, don't forget, we're looking at making a name change. So if you have any ideas, shoot them out. Uh, headlines and coffee at gmail.com. Uh, as you go through life, you must open your eyes to more than what meets the eyes. Not everything is what it appears to be. A lot of time life sucks, but everything is by design. The more people wake up, the clearer it will become. Good will overcome evil. I know it will. You all just have to know it as well. One day our systems will rectify themselves. It will just 
It just, it will justly put people behind bars that need it. It will fix the systems in place to help the children, whether that is through child support systems or the education system. At some point, it will stop fucking people over. Remember, midterms are coming up. Do your research on who's running. Put people in office that will speak for the voices of the American people. It will all work out, buddies. Thank you to Canceled and Right Side Batty for being on the show. Thank you to Producer Bill. And as always, thank you, buddies, for tuning in. Until next time.